The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This hour of the Costa Report is brought to you by Dole Food Company, the world's leading producer and distributor of fresh fruits and vegetables. Welcome to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and thank you for joining me for another two hours of Straight Talk Radio. If you're a regular listener, then you already know that thanks to word of mouth, the Costa Report has become the fastest-growing nonpartisan news program in the country. And if you're a new listener, I want to extend a special welcome to journalism the way it used to be, respectful, informative, and untainted. Our guest last week was the co-founder of Real Clear Politics, Tom Bevan, who talked about biases in the media that propelled him to design a one-stop website which aggregates articles and polling data from the left, right, and center. He also gave us a brief look at how the November election is likely to, once again, boil down to a few swing states. If you missed the full interview with Bevan, it's available at our website at RebeccaCosta.com, and you can also download it from Apple. Apple iTunes and Podbean. Our guest today is a thinker, advocate, and the founder of Craigslist, Mr. Craig Newmark. Newmark was born in Morristown, New Jersey, and he received his undergraduate and graduate degrees in computer sciences from Case Western Reserve University in Ohio. Newmark joined IBM in 1977, where he wrote multitasking kernels for DOS. He remained with the company for 17 years. After he left IBM, he held similar positions at Bank of America and Charles Schwab. Then in 1995, while still employed at Schwab, he decided to publish a list of events which might be of interest to other developers on the World Wide Web. But it didn't take long before Craigslist was discovered by headhunters who began using it as a vehicle to publicize job opportunities. And soon the site was being used by the public to sell products and services, promote rentals and real estate, and to post other community notices. Rather than enforce the purpose for which Craigslist was originally intended, Newmark was enthralled that the public was treating the site as its own. He quickly grouped the information into categories, and in no time at all, he found himself working full-time on Craigslist. Then four years after Newmark launched his very first list, Craigslist was incorporated as a for-profit company. As of 2011, there were over 700 unique Craigslist sites on the internet with over 20 billion page views each month. Craigslist is the 10th most visited website in the United States. But trust me when I say that new Mark was just getting started. Recently, he launched Craig Connects, a platform designed to connect individuals and organizations who are working for the greater good of society. Newmark is also a member of the Wikimedia Foundation, the New America Foundation Leadership Council, the Sunlight Foundation, 
Foundation and Center for Public Integrity. In addition to being an Internet pioneer and prolific blogger, this year Newmark was inducted to the Internet Hall of Fame. It's my great pleasure to have with us on the program today an innovator who has consistently put the good of the public first, Mr. Craig Newmark. Welcome to the program, Mr. Newmark. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Now, we have a lot to cover with you today, so let me start by congratulating you on your induction into the Internet Hall of Fame. So tell us, how did you get the news, and what was your reaction? I got it in an email, which is where I hear most things. I was uh, flattered, and then it was time to get back to work. (laughs) So you received an email, and what was the email like? What did it say? Um, it basically told me that I had been inducted, you know, that it was a big deal. <laughs> I remember it uh, seemed convincing, otherwise I might have thought it was spam. And so I figured, well, that was pretty nice. I told some of the people on my team, and uh, then I got back to work. <laughs> now, that sounds consistent with how modest you are uh, about your accomplishments, and I've heard this from many people. Now, can you give us a quick update on how many Craigslist sites there are now, and how many visitors do you get each month? Um, first, I should clarify, I don't feel like I'm being modest I'm certainly not altruistic. I'm just doing what feels right, speaking as a nerd, someone with a different social ethic than most folks. I'm pretty committed to reality, pretty committed to knowing what's real, knowing when enough is enough. Mm -hmm. And so uh, if you want to say I'm modest, I won't object to that. It's just back to work then. Now, that work, uh, well, we're in around 700 cities. We're in over 50 countries across the world. We're getting well over 50 billion page views per month. That's 50 billion page views per month. And if you believe the uh, independent sites, we're getting around 65 million visitors per month. It's, they, those are just billion. astonishing figures. Um, they're a pretty good start. The intent over uh, time would be to make that into the billions. Now, I wonder how much the economy has to do with so many people utilizing Craigslist, with many people looking for work and trying to figure out how to make ends meet. I'd imagine that certain activities on Craigslist represent a pretty good barometer of what's really happening uh, in terms of the average person on the street. Do you think that's true? Um, some of the areas would, but we've done no more than anecdotally look at some of the areas. For example, during the worst of our recent recession, we saw a lot more businesses for sale than we do now. Things are looking up pretty well. And we saw more situations where people were selling the stuff that they might have needed, but it put food on the table. We saw a lot more people start up careers using barter to put food on the table. And that may continue continue to some extent because there's a lot of people who uh, really like the barter uh, lifestyle. You'll see them on reality TV. When I listen to statisticians and a lot of the people that are taking polls, I always wonder why they don't monitor more of what's going on Craigslist because I think that 
I do think that things like the number of people that are going to sites or responding to jobs, the types of products that they're being forced to sell to, uh, you know, keep their head above water, those things aggregated, I think, would give us an incredibly accurate picture of ground conditions. You might be completely right. It would involve software, though, which was actually pretty intelligent just to figure out what was going on. Uh, there are privacy issues, and frankly, software that intelligent and possibly uh, self-adaptive might soon acquire uh, self-awareness. And just in case, I'd like to welcome our uh, new machine overlords. Mm, yes, well, we're going to talk about that in just a moment. So what would you say has been the biggest change in user behavior that you've observed on Craigslist over the past decade and a half? Was there something that emerged that really surprised you? Um, what surprised me, what has surprised me from the very beginning, people are pretty willing to give each other a break. People will help each other out, and that's the norm. The negative stuff is a tiny minority. However, that negative stuff, like trolling, uh, people abusing others to get attention, again, not many people like that, but they're persistent and they're loud. And the general message is to not feed the trolls. Um, when you see some of the behavior of uh, trolling, it's disappointing because it's pretty pathological. Uh, over time, more and more people learn to not feed the trolls, but it's uh, it's going to take a while longer for that message to completely settle in. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more, and I object to the fact that the media likes to harp on the few rotten apples as opposed to the greater good that the site provides. Now, we have to take a short commercial break. When we come back, I'd like to talk to you about recent steps to regulate the Internet, something that I know that you're very concerned about. You're listening to the Costa Report. There's no question that selling a home can be a tricky business when the economy is uneven. But here's a little bit of good news. Not only are financing options opening up, America's love affair with the Monterey Peninsula still continues. Homes that are priced and marketed right are moving. Hi, I'm Judy Profetta, owner-broker of Alon Pinnell Realtors in Carmel, where we're happy to report that inventories are coming down and homes are selling. So if you're getting ready to sell or listing your home, call Alon Pinnell Realtors in Carmel at 831-622-1040 or stop by our offices on the corner of Ocean and Dolores or our main office on Unipero between 5th and 6th in downtown Carmel. Alon Pinnell Realtors, serious brokers for serious sellers. 
If you're anything like me, you're scratching your head and wondering what in the world is going on. We have plenty of technology and more resources and knowledge than at any other time in human history. But we just don't seem to be able to solve our problems anymore. They just get bigger and bigger. What's worse is we know what's going to happen if we continue down this path. And it isn't pretty. So that's why I'm asking you, nope. I'm pleading with you to take a moment to read The Watchman's Rattle, because when you do, you'll be able to spot the five impediments which stand in the way of solving our greatest threats. You'll also discover what you can do about them. Go to RebeccaCosta.com or your favorite bookstore and grab a copy of The Watchman's Rattle. Don't wait. If you care one iota about what's happening to the life you love, you owe it to yourself to read The Watchman's Rattle. It may have taken seven years to write, but you can order it in under a minute. Wake up to the best little road race in California. Join me, KO, this Sunday at 8 a.m. in KSEO's new Talkmobile for the 40th annual Running of the Wharf to Wharf race. I'll anchor live start to finish coverage that includes three-time Wharf to Wharf winner Barbara Costa and Tim Scannoni. Sunday at 8 a.m., the Wharf to Wharf race on KSEO. Brought to you by... Lloyd's Tire Service, serving the city of Santa Cruz for over 70 years. Lloyd's Tire Service is the area's largest independent dealer of Michelin tires and also tends to your vehicle's brakes, alignment, shocks, struts, and suspension. Because so much is riding on your tires, go to Lloyd's Tire Service, a proud member of Think Local First. Bruno's, the original California barbecue and Kings Village shopping center in Scotts Valley. When you've run up a healthy appetite, treat yourself to a long, hard look at the menu at Bruno's Barbecue in Scotts Valley. We guarantee you'll find mouth-watering barbecue that will leave you satisfied and planning a return visit. Bruno's, Kings Village Center, Scotts Valley, a proud member of Think Local First. My name is Jennifer. I'm 44, and I lost weight with the Amberin program. My name is Kim. I'm 47, and I lost weight with the Amberin program. I'm Jane. I'm 52, and I lost a ton of weight with the Amberin program. Even my belly fat is gone, and it was so easy. Thousands of women over 40 who used to struggle with weight gain are having incredible success with the Amberin program. That's because Amberin focuses on hormonal balance. The leading cause of weight gain in women over 40, especially during menopause, is hormonal imbalance. Until you balance your hormones, losing weight can be practically impossible. But the Amberin program balances your hormones naturally, making losing weight surprisingly easy. Plus, Amberin eliminates other symptoms of unbalanced hormones, like hot flashes, irritability, and sleeplessness. Call in the next 15 minutes to receive a complimentary risk-free trial with a 30-day supply free. Call 1-800-408-1130. That's 1-800-408-1130. Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm Rebecca Costa, and our guest today is the founder of Craigslist, Mr. Craig Newmark. And before the break, we started to talk about the few people that seem to get a lot of the attention and misuse the privileges of freedom of speech on the Internet. So I seem to be one of the few journalists who have not forgotten about Julian Assange and what happened to WikiLeaks, Uh, in addition to an old charge suddenly becoming the top priority for Interpol. We had MasterCard, PayPal, Visa, and every bank refusing to allow WikiLeaks to transfer donations for his defense. And though I admit I'm not inclined to believe in conspiracy theories, it's been a long time since we've witnessed this kind of punitive action for revealing 
revealing information that might have been embarrassing, but there was really no damage, no real damage proven. So now I know you are passionate about keeping the Internet free. How do you see the WikiLeaks case and 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 is the Internet really in any danger in your view? Well, there's a whole bunch of parallel issues. The idea of openness and transparency can be sometimes tough. For example, I'm you know, part of the Sunlight Foundation. The belief is that the default position is that you know, if you're a government agency or whatever, you should reveal what you know unless there's some really good reason not to. For example, all campaign finance data should be revealed because that's a good way to track down uh, bad things. On the other hand, you don't really want the uh, government to disclose uh, how to build a nuclear weapon. Uh, That wouldn't be a good idea. No. And so it's always a a trade-off in all sorts of ways. The idea is, too, somehow almost by accident, in the uh, CDA law, Section 230, we have a provision there which protects pretty much the entire Internet, especially any, uh, any site which allows any kind of user-generated content, including even just comments, because there have been some efforts, and now and then there's another effort to modify some of that protection, which would allow, potentially, anyone who wants to manufacture an incident which could be used to take down any site. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a good thing. So, so what's the solution, then, in your view? The solution is part of a, gr- a greater effort, which I'm participating in as part of Craig and X, but this is the whole idea of the post-SOPA movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, SOPA was some really bad law, um, and it did intend to take some measures, in fact, which would have uh, closed the Internet down in many respects. Yeah, and for our listeners, I want to say that SOPA is the Stop Online Piracy Act. And it was it was instituted in order by, by businesses that were aiming to protect intellectual property like movies, music, and so on. Um, well, the problem there was that, uh, let's say, a lot of lobbyists paid a lot of uh, people in Washington a lot of money. Mm-hmm. The name Stop Online Prophecy is, uh, Stop Online Piracy mm-hmm. is not accurate, mm-hmm. since it actually wouldn't have done that. <laughs> but the good that came out of that mm-hmm. were that people who are concerned about such matters but never did anything, well, we did something. We're gathering together to do more. And as of uh, today, specifically tonight, the Internet Defense League will launch. And that could be the beginning of something really big, wherein the people of the Internet, we the Internet, uh, get together and start acting to prevent bad laws from being passed, maybe get some uh, good or better laws being passed. So the uh, an act of, uh, let's say, not exactly good law might serve to generate a major movement. You know, just like uh, bad law in the 1700s led to the American Revolution. 
Well, we have a history of overturning bad laws, and sometimes it takes a while, but they they do re- require an aggregation of citizens to um, to take action and per- per- perhaps propose alternative types of laws and restrictions. Um, in your view, what kinds of laws make sense when it comes to the Internet? Well, we do know, we do need to have law that does uh, keep the uh, intellectual property and copyright of uh, the creators of content safe. Mm-hmm. That's a combination of law and, uh, for that matter, technology to do that. However, any measure that does far more damage than that, then we, uh, we need to stop that. Part of the problem is that this is an election year in the country. Lots of checks being written to, uh, you know, politicians who will take marching orders. And so we need to uh, chill. Maybe next year we'll be able to uh, calmly start putting together some laws that actually help people. Also, as transparency technologies uh, improve, we'll be able to better figure out, oh, we'll be able to better figure out um, how to get uh, laws that show people what's going on in ways that are productive. I mean, as part of CraigConnex, I'm part of this again, Sunlight Foundation, mm-hmm. they're pushing the Disclose Act, which has to do with politicians telling where the money comes from. Mm-hmm. Because if you can see where the money comes from, you can determine if a politician is actually uh, taking money from an industry and voting according to the industry's uh, interests. But now we have this ruling of the Citizens United Act, which really doesn't require a politician to disclose contributions coming in from large corporations any longer. Well, you're right. The money flows in uh, multiple channels. Mm -hmm. One is directly to to, uh, politicians. Money also flows into uh, groups which can coordinate with political campaigns. It's illegal, but, you know, and uh, that money is uh, now being hidden. Uh, That's a whole separate area which people are getting into. And for that matter, um, there's an FCC rule which would reveal, for example, what groups are paying for what deceptive advertising. Mm although the TV lobbyists are trying to stop that rule. They seem to have something to hide. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, and also I believe that with the economy the way it is and advertising revenues down, uh, that some of the criteria that the media used to have for the type of advertising they would accept has really gone by the wayside. Have you noticed that? Oh, a part of the Craig Connect mission also involves helping restore uh, trustworthiness to the news industry. Um, The deal is that, you know, there actually is a code of ethics from the Society of Professional Journalists. I'm working with the Pointer Institute to uh, restart a movement, actually looking into how those ethics apply in the Internet age. Stuff like uh, more fact-checking, and might involve things like refusing to run deceptive ads. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Well, I would like to participate that. Let me throw my hat in the ring to volunteer uh, because it's one of the reasons that I agreed to go on the air. I was a very reluctant broadcaster, particularly on AM radio, if I could throw that in. Now, we have to take another break. When we come back, uh, I'd like to talk about another uh, very powerful platform that you've launched, Craig Connects, and we've been talking about that a little bit in the past two segments. But let's get into how it's working. You're listening to the Costa Report. If your house has been on the market for more than three months, you might be asking yourself whether your agent is doing everything they can to sell it. Here's one way to tell if your agent is serious. They've talked to you about staging to sell. That's what they do at Point of Entry. They work with top realtors to capitalize on the first impression a buyer has of your home. Whether you live in a mansion or a planned community, every home has strengths and weaknesses. When the experts at Point of Entry stage to sell, they artfully accentuate a property's greatest strength and downplay its weaknesses. Just last month, the broker called Point of Entry to rescue a home that had been sitting on the market for over two years. The owners had almost given up. Point of Entry staged the home, and within two weeks, the property sold within 5% of the asking price. If you have a home that isn't selling, contact the experts at Point of Entry at 925-330-8558 for an assessment. I'm going to give you that phone number one more time, 925-330-8558. Let Point of Entry show you how staging to sell can help you move that property today. Welcome to Automated Computer Services, America's most drawn-out tech support line. One moment, please. At any time during this recording, you may press the 5 key should you feel so inclined. Press 1 for Spanish, 2 for Bushman, 4 for a remote dialect in Peru, 5 for English. If you know your party's extension, please wait for your opportunity to dial it. If you'd like to speak with a human, you've called the wrong number. If you've reached this message after hours, please return to the secondary main sub-menu by pressing the pound key seven times, followed by the eight key. If you feel you've reached this recording in error, we wish you better luck next time. Tired of unfriendly computer support? If you're having a computer problem, call the friendly computer experts at User-Friendly Computing. Viruses? Spyware? No problem. We take care of all your PC, Macintosh, and laptop needs. Visit us today at 505 River Street on the way to downtown Santa Cruz, across from Gateway Plaza. Call us today at 423 423- 9653 user friendly computing it's always a good time to get off the grid so make it happen today on the john deere gator xuv 550s4 with room for four the 550s4 starts at just nine thousand two hundred ninety nine dollars there's even special deer season financing available now get to rdo equipment company your local john deere dealer by july 31st and get out there visit them on the web at rdoequipment.com for the location nearest you Lawn mowing isn't a competition, but if it were, you'd get the trophy every time with the John Deere Easy Track Z665. It'll give you an expert cut in expert time, and it's waiting to be yours right now during deer season. Just stop by RDO Equipment Company, your local John Deere dealer, by July 31st, and you'll get fantastic low rate financing on the Z665 and all Easy Track models. Lawn mowing may not be a competition, but who doesn't want to finish first? Visit them on the web at rdoequipment.com. For the location nearest you. Radio Dave Stuff.com. Hello, Dave Allen here. You've heard about VitaMigotis.com. You've heard about FlowerPowerDrink.com. You've heard about the delicious benefits of dark chocolate. Well, let me tell you, we can find them all in one stop. Radio Dave Stuff.com. That's right, there's also free things there free music, free 
Rethinks Motivating Your Soul, RadioDaveStuff.com. Milk, cereal, butter, cooking oil, flour, energy bars, and frozen waffles, protein powders, and hey, don't forget the ice cream. How can all these legal foods now be manufactured from illegal cannabis? Join me, Michael Olson, Saturday at 9 a.m. as the Food Chain Radio Show host John Rulak, president of Nutiva Superfoods, for a conversation about the many businesses of cannabis. We'll ask how this illegal plant can be so legal on the Food Chain Saturday, 9 a.m., right here on the big one, KSCO. What day was that? Welcome back to the Costa Report. I'm here today with the founder of Craigslist, Mr. Craig Newmark. And before the break, we were talking about some of the standards in media which have uh, been lowered um, and uh, and the importance of restoring some form of integrity in the news in particular. So moving on to Craig Connects, can you tell our audience what Craig Connects is and what compelled you to launch this venue? Well, Craig Connects, in the uh, short term, is my attempt to stand up for the causes that I believe in by supporting the people who are really good at helping out. Um, For example, I'm supporting a number of uh, military families groups, a number of veterans groups, also working directly with uh, the Department of Defense and the Department of Veterans Affairs to this end also working in areas including election protection. The idea is that everyone deserves to be able to vote. This election is critical because if you don't use your vote this time around, there's a fair chance that you uh, won't have it to use anymore just because of restrictions on uh, voting. Now, you did publish. Yeah. Yeah. You published an article not long ago about voter suppression in the upcoming election, and it was very alarming. Um, you, you demonstrated step by step how eliminating election day registration, restricting third party voter registra- registration activities, reducing the number of days for early voting, and um, legislation that required certain types of photo ID. Well, it's made it hard for up to 5 million voters to cast their votes. And you point out that 20 million voters do not currently have the type of ID required by 34 states. When you break down the demographics who doesn't have the proper ID, it's overwhelmingly the black population. Now, I was very surprised more people weren't alarmed by this math, and I was amazed that the media did not pick it up. We're asleep at the wheel. We're just asleep at the wheel. I don't know what else to say. Well, the most important news program in the country did uh, pick the situation up in Florida, did great work. That's something called The Daily Show. Yes, they did. Yeah, and they have very, very high ethical standards. But what does it say about us that we've got to go to Comedy Central to get the, the important stories? Well, historically... Uh, what people said is that if you want to tell people the truth, make them laugh, otherwise they'll kill you. Uh, that's an Oscar Wilde thing. But the, re- the reality is that the mainstream media doesn't cover this much, which is serious, because right now there are states where people are trying to make it really hard for people to vote, uh, for people they don't want to vote to vote. And that's going to hit uh, the African-American and uh, Latino communities pretty hard. 
the idea is that I'd like to be constructive, which means I help the groups who are really good at this stuff. I help them get the word out, and maybe I find other ways to help them be more effective. Um, part of my Craig Connects work for September 25th is to help get out the word on the voter registration apps, smartphone and web-based, that will help make it less painful for people to figure out how to vote. And I'm going to encourage people to vote by mail since, you know, it's uh, difficult for many people to get, out, to get out to a polling place. And in some districts, say districts uh, where there's a lot of uh, Latinos or African-Americans, sometimes those uh, polling places don't have enough voting machines or they find that a lot of them are broken. So voting by mail is a probably a pretty good, uh, probably a, a pretty good solution for many, many people. I do it myself just because I never know where I'm going to be on election day. I have a trouble with election day in this country just in general because I feel it discriminates against people that are working. It makes it very, very hard to get to the polls uh, if you're not, for example, using mail to send in uh, your vote. But let's say that you didn't do it on time or you didn't use the mail or or you didn't even get your ballot um, and, and you want to go down and place your vote. I, I don't understand how we can have so many holidays. But with voting being such an important part of our heritage, we can't have that be a national holiday. You would think that at least one politician would get all over that. Um, you, uh, your reasoning is good and has spurned a movement called Why Tuesday. I think their main thrust is to consider switching Election Day to a weekend day. Um, maybe they can get some traction. For me, the low-hanging fruit is voting by mail. So I'm working with the Overseas Vote Foundation to uh, help make that more of a reality. On September 25th, I will be telling people in the biggest way I possibly can, hey, here's how you can get prepared to vote. And hey, here's a vote by mail which is the right version, the right way for people to vote. Mm -hmm. um, if you're a single mom raising a couple kids and running, uh, working two jobs or more, the idea that uh, getting a voter ID card, possibly taking the whole day off from work, because some of the uh, voter registration places are now very inconvenient, and then getting to a polling place, which also might have been uh, put in an inconvenient place, well, a person uh, may not be able to lose two days of wages, and for that matter, may uh, we don't want them to lose their job because they voted. Well, certainly if you put enough inconveniences in people's place, uh, they will give up. And uh, and I do feel that we either have to move this to a weekend or I'm really in favor of having a national holiday so that that morning you can wake up and read and study the issues. Because as we pointed out, 
we're not really getting the real story from the media. What we're getting is interpretations of the news and opinion makers that are very, very skilled at making it sound like they're reporting the news, but really are telling people how and what to think. And one of the ways around that is to do your own firsthand research. And as you know, that takes time. And that's the one thing that working families don't have. The people that are raising their children and working two and three jobs in this economy do not have time to go to an inconvenient polling place. They don't have time to go get a voter ID card. They, they really can't. We're discouraging a great part of our population. I, uh, I agree with you, and, well, my focus then would be to work on how do we uh, solve this in small, doable steps. And I, my mode of operation with this and everything else in Craigslist is to work with the people who are already getting uh, the job done in some small way. My contribution is typically to uh, get the word out on what they're doing, to uh, get groups networked who are doing good work. I'll help with my own personal voice and sometimes uh, cash. That combination is what they tell me they need. And I'll do uh, I'll do what's necessary. I mean, uh, I work uh, every day. I hear you talk about a uh, voting holiday, and I think holiday that's like vacation. That's like things other people do. Mm. Mm-hmm. I guess I may have to take some time off for my upcoming nuptials. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, but I really prefer just to attend them via Skype. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I understand. And one of the things I admire about your approach is that it's you are an incrementalist. And what incrementalists look at is what can be done using methods available today, such as voting by mail. And then how do you incrementally make the situation better? And it's a very practical approach. And it's a very successful one. So we have to take our last break. And when we come back, I'd like to talk about the upcoming election and what we can expect from the media. You're listening to The Cost. To report. My name is Tom Burkhart, founder and CEO of Savant Investment Group. We recently opened an office on the Monterey Peninsula headed by local 22-year resident Peter Truman. Our firm began working with clients in the Bay Area 20 years ago. We understand the anxiety of the typical investor, particularly in these volatile times. We're SEC registered, we don't sell products, and we don't receive commissions. We are fee-only advisors. We have our own skilled six-person investment committee consisting of two PhDs and two chartered financial analysts. In fact, they manage my money. We manage accounts for $1 million and above. You can reach us at 1-800-672-8268, 1-800-672-8268, and visit our website at www.savantig.com. Again, www.savantig.com. Thank you. 
Hi, I'm Rebecca Costa, author of The Watchman's Rattle and host of The Costa Report. I've spent a lot of time crisscrossing the country this past year, speaking at conferences, corporations, civic and nonprofit meetings, and also in our nation's capital. And wherever I go, I encounter the same problem. People are overwhelmed by the amount of data and the complexity they're now responsible for. Every 18 months, data densities are doubling, but the apparatus that has to process all that data, our brains, require millions of years to develop new features. No wonder we can't tell a fact from an opinion anymore. If you're part of an organization that's looking for new strategies to energize and inspire, then visit RebeccaCosta.com. Go to our speakers page and reserve a date on our next speaking tour. Let me show you how organizations can adapt to quickly changing ground conditions. After all, we either adapt or we perish. The choice is ours. So what are you waiting for? Go to RebeccaCosta.com and book your speaking engagement today. Hi folks, Warren Knox here of Knox Roofing. With the Olympics and all, I thought maybe you'd like to hear about some records. Like, do you know who the fastest person in the world is? Hussein Bolt ran the 100 meter in 9.58 seconds in August 16, 2009. Florence Joyner ran it in 10.49 seconds in July 16, 1988. Jeffrey Mutai from Kenya ran the Boston Marathon in 2 hours and 3 minutes in April of 2011. And there's Randy Barnes from the U.S. in May of 1990 through a shot put 75 feet. Holy smokes! Well, the record here at Knox Roofing is that we go the distance with our customers to make sure their roof will last and hold up to all the elements your roof goes through. You might say we run the Olympics in some event or another every day. Okay, give us a call anytime at 461-0634. Thanks, folks! Hi, I'm Rebecca Costa, host of the Costa Report. I don't know if you feel a little sluggish in the middle of the afternoon like I do, but if you do, I'm going to suggest you try Pollen Burst. It's an orange-flavored energy drink that comes in a packet, and it tastes a lot like that other orange drink the astronauts used to drink. You know the one. Pollen Burst contains vitamins A, B1, B3, B6, B12, pantothenic acid, vitamin D3, and gluconolactone all designed to give you an energy boost that can last for hours. Pollen Burst comes in a box of 30 packets for $56 or two boxes for $100, and you can order it right now at kscoteam.com. The next time you feel tired and need a little boost, skip the coffee, soda, or candy bar and mix up a cold glass of Pollen Burst and do your body some real good. Go to kscoteam.com. Welcome back to the Costa Report. Our guest today is the founder of Craigslist, Mr. Craig Newmark. And last week, I had the pleasure of having Tom Bevan, the co-founder of uh, the website Real Clear Politics, on the program. And, and he started the site because he was interested in politics, and he couldn't find a site that aggregated articles and polling data from the left and right. So they publish all the major polls, and then they post an average so that some of these biases in the media, which have gotten so out of hand can be somewhat neutralized. Now, I know that you and Tom and I all share a common view that the mainstream media has crossed some kind of line. So I want to ask you, why do you think good old-fashioned, just straight reporting fell out of fashion? And what can we really do to bring that back again? 
Well, I'm going to uh, derive my opinion from uh, the most trusted newsman in the U.S., John Stewart. Uh, he says in an interview on Fox that, uh, you know, the news regime has gotten sensationalistic. And he says it's uh, gotten a little lazy. <clears throat> so, and he refers to the CNN leaves it there problem, meaning if a reporter is interviewing a politician, and frequently the politician will uh, lie to the reporter, and the reporter will visibly know it, but he says, uh, back to you, to whoever the anchor is. The, and then they run the same uh, mistruth every half hour for a while, which is to say that the uh, press just isn't interested in fact-checking anymore. It's regarded as a, a frivolous luxury. And so when you uh, repeat a lie, the lie becomes uh, truth. And usually people who are good at uh, deceiving people are much better at deception than the than the other guys are at fixing the deception. That's the way it works. Uh, it is a breach of journalistic ethics. And uh, that solving that's going to be a real hard problem. There are some good fact-checking efforts which have failed to get traction, like factcheck.org and uh, also there's PolitiFact. But until... Uh, news organizations are called on uh, you know ethical behavior we're going to get a lot of deception and the uh, only solution for that is to watch the uh, tv and so on which facts checks and that includes uh, colbert report daily show and to an increasing extent uh, late night with david letterman <laughs> Well, it's it's interesting that you bring them up because I I do watch them regularly and I and I appreciate the um the way in which they deliver the facts uh in a way that can cause us to sort of laugh at ourselves that we're behaving in such a ridiculous way. Um you know, one of the most obvious cases of the media going into attack dog mode and um and and trying to sensationalize as you point out uh, came up during during the Republican debates when John King opens up the entire debate uh, asking Gingrich about his personal life. And in that case, Gingrich pounced back, but he took a risk in fighting back to a reporter because many times it makes a person who's being interviewed, even if they're asked a question that is obviously designed to create some kind of soundbite, if they, if they, you know, fight back at all, they wind up looking defensive. And it's, it really puts a person on the defense in a, in a very negative way. Um, it, it's tough. Well, uh, Gingrich may not have taken that much of a chance because people in the U.S. public, and you look at the Pew, uh, the Pew Research surveys, people don't trust the media. Not a good thing, because I say that the press should be the immune system of democracy, and that, you know, I'm, uh, instead of complaining, trying to help fix that by promoting fact-checking and by promoting uh, this Pointer Institute symposium, it'll be in New York in October, mm -hmm. and the theme is, you know, what are the, what, what is 
ethical behavior given the current uh, state of journalism. And again, that's part of my whole Craig Connects thing. By Craig Connects, I mean CraigConnects.org, yeah, CraigConnects.org. Uh, but the deal is that we have problems. I've identified some big areas, and I'm not interested in whining. Mm-hmm. I'm not interested in building awareness without doing something uh, real about them. Well, I do believe that if if the public isn't offered an alternative, then there's no opportunity to make a better choice. And if people that are interested in uh, real journalism, the way that it should be done, would simply get on the air uh, and um, offer an alternative, then I feel at least there are choices to be made. Right now, I don't see a lot of choices. In AM radio, you know, the top 10 programs in talk radio start with Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity, Laura Ingram, Michael Savage. It's kind of uh, alarming. Um, Well, I'm going to focus on uh, fixing things in terms of new ways of doing things, ways which could attract an audience and give them good stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about what uh, Huffington Post is doing. Yes. I'm excited by the Entropial News Program at the uh, City University of New York. Jeff Jarvis is doing some uh, some real good work there. They're not the only ones. They're the uh, pioneers. Yes. So mm-hmm. I take a look at uh, what good people are doing, and I get the word out a little better. Right now, the most successful... Uh, Oh, the most successful effort is the one, well, the pair at Comedy Central. Yes. Although I I need to pay more attention to what the Atlantic media is doing, because they've had a a renaissance of sorts, and I'm impressed. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. There... I I used to say that uh, I felt that the greatest value that the press offered was being that fourth arm of governance, that that unofficial arm that provided oversight. And uh, we lost the respect of providing that oversight by doing the fact-checking and the research and not being lazy, as you point out. Uh, there's a lot of that, yes, and there's even uh, it even gets worse. But I figure it's better to uh, help fix things than just uh, complain. I mean, there's something called building awareness, which is a more constructive version of complaining. But unless it's matched with uh, real action, then it, at best it's uh, a waste of time. And at worst, sometimes it covers up uh, other things. And is Craig Connect uh, available to the public? Can they log on and see uh, what is going on and how these groups are working together? Yeah, CraigConnects.org, mm-hmm. there for anyone to look at. Mm-hmm. You'll see again a number of the focus areas. The ones getting most of my energy right now are military families and veterans, and also uh, election protection. But I'm also working on finding ways to uh, give everyone a voice through Internet technology. So I'm engaged in activities in a number of local facilities in San Francisco, uh, kind of focusing on vets and also uh, homeless vets. But I'm also uh, working with folks in the West Bank and Kenya and Haiti. The idea is to find real things to do that uh, can get results and I guess have already gotten some results 
and then just keep plugging away. Um, again, my support is to uh, help out in a big way the people with boots on the ground. But uh, like I say, a uh, nerd's got to do what a nerd's got to do. <laughs> well, on that note, uh, I'm sorry, we have run out of time, but I do want to take this opportunity to thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart for putting your talents to work for the greater good and for also for taking time to speak to our audience today. Thank you, Mr. Newmark. Hey, thanks. Again, I really do appreciate it. If your station is leaving us after this first hour, our guest next week is the former Secretary of Veteran Affairs and 58th Chairman of the Republican National Committee, Mr. Jim Nicholson. Don't miss a fair, frank, and very revealing conversation with Jim Nicholson next week right here on your favorite weekly news program. Until then, I'm Rebecca Costa, and you're listening to The Costa Report. For fresh, creative, and healthy ideas to bring to your table? Hi, I'm Amy Tobin, a cookbook author and culinary expert. Dole makes it easy to eat the right foods with their wide selection of salad blends and all-natural salad kits. Whether it's Sunday night family dinner or a lunchtime indulgent with your favorite salad ingredients, let your culinary imagination soar with more than 30 varieties of salad blends that range from sweet and subtle to zesty and bold. For the ultimate in fresh convenience, try Dole's all-inclusive salad kits with farm-fresh lettuces, crunchy vegetables, and all-natural Dole specialty dressings and toppings. To learn more about Dole salads and for inspiring recipe ideas, visit Dole.com slash salads or like Dole Salad Guide on Facebook. With so many delicious and convenient choices, it's easy to find nutritious inspiration with Dole salads. Visit Dole.com slash salads or like Dole Salad Guide on Facebook. Hi, I'm Andy, the produce manager at Ben Lomond Market. This week we are featuring California large cantaloupes, two for three dollars. These beauties are eating great. We also have California yellow peaches, a dollar forty-nine a pound, California white peaches, a dollar ninety-nine a pound, and California green bell peppers, eighty-eight cents a pound. In organics, we have large slicing tomatoes, a dollar ninety-seven a pound, and organic red leaf, green leaf, and romaine lettuce. $1.19 each. We have a special treat this week. California yellow seedless watermelons, $4.99 each. They are sweet, full of flavor, and yes, they do taste different than red watermelons. Our weekend specials are cauliflower, 95 cents each, and Brussels sprouts, $2.19 a pound, all local grown. So come check out our great selection of fresh produce at Ben Loman Market. 
From Capitola to Carmel, Red Hot News Talk, AM 1080, KSCO, Santa Cruz. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.